Hey guys, welcome back. This is episode number three of the Runner's High podcast. Thank you for tuning in. Don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe to the show. You can find us on iTunes using the Apple Podcast app, SoundCloud, or now we are on Spotify. Ooh, getting cool. professional. Very professional. So uh, you can also follow along with us using the handle at Runners High NJ on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. And as you can see, this week there are three of us at the table. It's a threesome. It's a <laughs> 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 really. So instead of uh, doing the normal, you know, warm up and getting into the on the run portion of the show, we're actually just going to jump right in with our special guest uh, today. Um, so we have Brian Pointer here from Diodora. Um, Hi guys. Welcome. Mm-hmm. Welcome. Hey. <laughs> um, so Brian is a longtime friend and partner with Runners High. Uh, so let's go ahead and jump right in. So uh, Brian, thank you for taking some time out of your schedule today uh, to join us. I know you're, you're pretty busy. Cool. Uh, pretty busy guy. Um, but let's start off with a, a brief history about you. Um, you know, we'll get to Diodora in a little bit, uh, but you grew up locally here at the shore. Um, got a lot of different experiences in the running world, in the running industry. So uh, how'd you get into running? How did I get into running? <clears throat> well, I remember one, um, you know, I played baseball, played soccer, played a couple things growing up. In fourth grade, uh, it was Emma Havens Young. Is that the name of the, the elementary school in Brick? I don't even. I think so. <laughs> More of a Monmouth County guy. <laughs> so, so, so there's a, a, a school, elementary school in fourth grade. We had a field day. And we did a mile around the parking lot. It was like four laps around this, where the buses dropped you off. Mm-hmm. And I got third in this uh, field day mile. I got a little ribbon, and I was mm-hmm. I was kind of hooked. Uh, you know, just just uh, and the experience of, of kind of the, the weird pain and, and pushing mm-hmm. through it was 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 uh, I was something. It was something I was really into. Sure. The weird pain. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I mean, there's there's you know, you have to be a little yeah. bit of in, enjoy that stuff. Uh, if you want to be a distance runner. Yeah, I mean, so, there's definitely some type of... Uh, was that masochist? Yeah. yeah, I would say so. Yeah, and then I moved to, to Lacey, um, and uh, in middle school, I met uh, Jason Resch, who's now the coach of, of Stockton, and his dad was a marathoner. I think he was like a 2.30 marathon at the time, which we thought was insane. You know, his picture yeah. in the paper and all this stuff. He started bringing us to Takanasie and to all the local road races and mm-hmm. actually trained us in the summer. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, I mean, since then, it's it's my favorite thing to do in the world still. Sure. So after running collegiately and hitting the roads a little bit, um, let's talk a little bit about how you got into you know, the running industry per se. Um, well, yeah, I mean, I, I ran for, for Stockton and I was, oh, I mean, it's division three and mm-hmm. I, w- I never made uh, All-American, but it was okay. It was like in the middle of the, the, the world, I guess. Um, same time I was playing music, I was playing in bands and all this stuff, and I moved to Trenton, and then I moved to Philly. I mean, this is summing up mm-hmm. years and years <laughs> of my life. Right, right, in, 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 in a few short sentences. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and I wound up in Philly and, um, you know, producing bands and playing in bands, and, and then I met uh, Charles Torpy, who was the coach of LaSalle mm-hmm. at the time, and I went to, I wanted to start running again, not really, you know, I was a like 1530 guy in college and I thought you know I'm a 1530 guy and I met this dude and he's like dude why don't you just run like why don't you I didn't even think about it like how to really train or I didn't think about any of these things and I got like real stoked on running and I quit everything and it was also when I met my wife 
and she was just going to China to teach for a year in Shenzhen. Mm -hmm. So uh, I was uh, I was kind of left with this gap of time by myself, and I, I quit all my bands, quit all my stuff, and, and you know started working for my dad, roofing and, mm -hmm. and doing you know mm -hmm. construction type stuff, and just just started training and. and Trained with uh, this LaSalle post college group and just to see how fast I could uh, fast I could get. Mm -hmm. Cool. And it changed my life. I mean, those couple years, there were like two years I ran same thing, 100, 100 120 miles a week every week, and and uh, taught me discipline and, and sure. all this stuff. Yeah. And I and I loved it. I mean, it's, it's I'm not a religious dude, but you know, running is as close as I get to mm -hmm. some sort of spirituality for Ooh, sure. I like that. Yeah, I mean, there's definitely mm -hmm. something spiritual about it. You know, when you kind of Especially when you have that much time, to, you know, and you're running 100, 110, 120 mile weeks. It's a lot of time to be out there and to find yourself. Mm -hmm. you know? Yeah, but it could be. I mean, I remember doing this one run with my dad. I, my, my cousins ran for for Point Borough, and I used to like rent this house in Alamosa because we, when I was with Puma, we did this uh, camp with Adam State. So I would rent this house in in Alamosa mm. for, for my cousins who were in, were in high school. But there's this one run I did where my dad actually drove uh, my truck alongside me because it was like 18 miles up. I forget what I could be exaggerating, but I think it started like eight. It went up to like eleven five mm -hmm. into this town called Mineral, which was an old abandoned mm -hmm. mine. So you're going up, like you're grading up for I don't know seventeen or eighteen miles, and then you come to the crest and you go down this little mile to this old mining town. And it's all it was, like four old houses on the top of this mountain. And I got to the top, and I swear to God, I started like crying <laughs> <laughs> because like it was like because I'm grinding up eighteen miles, and my 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 dad was there just. And it was more like I asked him to come, like drive the truck, because I didn't know mountain lions or some shit. Sure, right, right. <laughs> Exaggerating, but yeah. I, I didn't know. And, and, you know, I get to top and roll down, and I was like so stoked. It was like one of the best moments of my life. And it's, it's silly, but at the same time, it's uh, it, like, 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 uh, like I said, it's as close to some sort of connection with the world as, as you get. Yeah. You've reached yeah. Right. yeah, I mean, it's close. What else is there? I mean, if you don't, if you don't, if you don't like take that stuff in and, and, Soak it all in. I don't know what else there is, you yeah. know. Again, that mm -hmm. runner's high. Right? Mm -hmm. Totally, it's, it's cheesy as it is. <laughs> it's it's not cheesy. I mean, it's yeah. it's. I'm sure you remember the first time you could actually feel that feeling, like you sure. kicked in middle school. Oh yeah, and you feel your body floating, mm -hmm. and you're like, oh. Sh this shit. is what it's, it's you know. So it's what supposed what it feels to be. Like. Yeah. 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 So kind of getting away from like the the training component or the competitive. Oh yeah, how did I get into the it? industry? So so when I was in, when that's I, not the only reason. You ran that. Why, why yeah, that. when I was in, when I was in, um, so I was working for my dad and in uh, in the thing, I I I um, kind of got us, and we were just we had no aspirations. This like group of us, besides like let's see how fast we could mm -hmm. get, and um, Puma at the time was just getting back into into running. Um, and I hooked up his deal. Like, what year was this around? Like, 2002, 2001, 2003, okay. somewhere in there. Yeah, yeah. Um, and and uh, and I got us a, a, a deal where they, when I say deal, mm -hmm. it's like two pairs of shoes a year, sure, and maybe a singlet, which right. was cool. Uh, yeah. uh, Stan Brazier, who was another shore guy, mm -hmm. um, hooked us up with this deal. Uh, long story short, probably like two years later, um, they needed a, a rep, like a running rep for the area for Puma, and I said okay. The guy hired me on the phone, like oh, wow. because they they didn't they actually were not super invested in running, mm -hmm. but they had to check that box, yeah. And they were making all their money in lifestyle and soccer, these other places. So when they hired me, it was like kind of like okay, we checked the box, mm -hmm. 
and um, you know the first couple years I I just figured it out I there was no real accountability there was no I probably the first year I probably sat on the beach three days a week <laughs> no it was still awesome. training pretty seriously yeah. um, and then you just you get more and more into it and that's kind of how I got I got rolled into it yeah, yeah. So, from Puma, let's move to Diodora. Yeah. So where you're at now? It's another 15 years of my life. We're just right, just <laughs> skipping over. I mean, we could talk a lot about the, the Puma days with Rob and no, I mean up and rocking. Uh, yeah, I don't, no, I mean at, at Puma, number one, Rob is was like the best dude to me when I was a kid. He was my you probably yeah. know he's my counselor yeah. at CBA at camp. Yeah. Our, our yeah. Rob. Our Rob. Yeah. yeah, he was my, yeah. my camp counselor. <laughs> like, gave me training advice. Him and, him and uh, Bruce. Like, I would go sure. in there yeah, yeah. looking for some sort of guidance outside of what, yeah. uh, you know, Tom Resch was giving me. Uh, but both those places were, like, places, you know, being a young yeah. runner. Like, how do you find out about La Severin without the internet? Sure. You know, you go yeah, to yeah. Rob DeFilippis. And he, he actually gave me his, um, he gave me his Road to the Top book. Which was that mm. Adam State, you know, okay. the V Hill training book. Yeah, yeah. Which is like why I became obsessed with Adam State. Mm. Which is why I, when I was at Puma, we signed Adam State. Yeah, like so many of my school, things yeah. started from these little, right. you know, little <laughs> things in, in in my life. So I was at Puma 15 years. I managed running. I was part of soccer. I was part of Tree Torn, which is a Swedish mm. tennis brand that we did for a while, and um, uh, managed sporting goods. Yeah. Uh, and then you know I was uh, I was approached by Diodora about about helping to relaunch uh, sport originally, mm -hmm. um, specifically running and, and tennis and, and some soccer, mm -hmm. and um, and and that's turned into now you know managing managing uh, uh, the brand in, in in the U.S. Yeah, yeah. I mean I know <coughs> I know when we sat down this was a few summers back right we had that right. uh, <coughs> that meeting down in down in Asbury right and you were super super excited. Um, about the opportunity with with Theodora, um, and what Theodora was going to uh, and is currently bringing to specialty. Mm -hmm. um, so you guys hit the scene. It was late seventeen, right? Two thousand seventeen. It was right before like New York City Marathon. You guys had opened up right. a bunch of accounts regionally in that area to make sure right. there was stuff there when the race hit. Um, and then it kind of exp in in my personal opinion it's kind of exploded you know for you guys at this point in a good way right um you know so what you know what is relaunching like a traditional like historical brand like that you know i know it's like well it's a like huge a, 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 I mean, like what does that feel like or yeah it's it? a huge responsibility sure. i mean it's a yeah. it's a yeah. <laughs> it's a uh, 70 year old brand it was the number one tennis brand in the u.s number two soccer brand I mean, our head of our head of sports, Jolene Bourdin, mm -hmm. who won the Seoul Olympics, he won the Boston Marathon two years later. He's another Alamosa legend, so like sure, everything yeah, yeah. comes together. Um, but look, it's a huge responsibility, and 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 our president uh, Enrico Pologato is like super focused on a couple things, and and one of them is running. So when I first met with them, and Enrico was telling me these these plans, it all it aligned with like the vision that I had for for. They, that I shared for, for the U.S. because when I used to go to Miles Ahead, which is mm -hmm. the, the store here, or Runner's High, and you would see like in a tonic VO2 or even a Pegasus or these things that are very common now, mm -hmm. they would only be in this space. Mm -hmm. You know, the same way you would go to buy Fred Perry's and Doc Martens at 99X in New York. Things were special. And I just feel like 
I, I feel like some of that has become uh, gray and, mm-hmm. and cloudy because product is so available and and and, um, uh, and 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 being able to launch a brand where I paid attention to segmentation with uh, um, in, in partnership with with the uh, Italian team was was a dream come true yeah yes I mean obviously headquarters is in Italy internationally but here in the states we're in philadelphia yeah Yeah. so it's the first headquarters we've had since 97 so since then the brand's been kind of licensed distributed Mm -hmm. brand's been in 70 years the same building built product for 70 years in the same building Mm -hmm. um so it's a it's an amazing um it's an amazing region and we're we're 45 minutes from the dolomites which are some of the most beautiful mountains i've ever seen yeah uh running wise and and uh yeah i know rob's been wanting to go yeah, I'll, 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 I keep telling him I'll bring him if he ever comes in and visits me. In, in <laughs> um, we just got to get that date down. We're right. good. We're good. Yeah. Right. <laughs> no, so, so yeah, and then we opened uh, last year our headquarters in Philly, and, and Philly is a, it's my favorite city in the world, you know. It's, mm. I, I've, I've I, uh, had my kids there. We, we live in, the, in Cherry Hill now, um, but it's 15 minutes away from me, and, and there are so many things special about that city, so there's there's – so much opportunity there, mm-hmm. um, and I'm, I couldn't be more thrilled that that we get to to open there. Yeah, yeah. yo, Philly sports What's though, it's not my thing. Philly, sp- Philly oh, sports. Oh, oh. I've never been to Philly, and people are like, "I love Philly." I'm like, "Is it the same as the city?" I, I can't even believe I'm having this conversation. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, don't cry, don't cry. like <laughs> Bowie moved don't here to me. learn about soul music, and you live 45 minutes away. You've never been there. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Oh, <laughs> no, it's the great. I I can't I can't believe. Is it just like the atmosphere? Is it the people? Is it the oh, it's a great. I mean, <laughs> I could talk, <laughs> I could talk about this forever, yeah. but it's. But see, I think like so. I don't necessarily want to get like all into the the Central Jersey like turf war, like. But like growing up more in Ocean County, did you guys associate yourselves more with Philly? No, both. No, you're both. So okay. you would go to. Because I'm like New York. I hate the funny thing is I hate New York City. I like Philadelphia wow, as a city. He's a strong word. Hate yeah. a whole city? Dude, come on, man. That place, it's, there's just there's too much going on. No, that's where. Say that too loud. Move, yeah. me, move me out to like the middle of, of nowhere. Yeah, we shouldn't dude. hate anywhere. Well, I dislike. Strong dislike. No, when we grew up down the shore. Yeah. And I'll save you because you, you, she's never been to Philly. You hate New York. <laughs> <laughs> but see, I like Philly, the city. I don't like this. But New York, you were split because you had, I mean, right. Lacey, where I grew up, you were split because you had, you had both TV stations. Okay. So you'd yeah. have the Phillies, but you'd have the Yankees and the Mets. Yeah. yeah. You know? So, and, and then when I got older, I just wanted to go see bands play. So we were lucky because we had City Gardens in Trenton, which mm-hmm. was, I mean, I saw everything from De La Soul to Danzig to Mm-hmm. The craziest stuff there. Nirvana opened up for Pennywise. And, sure, yeah, and, yeah. You know, Green Day played a 15 p. It was yeah. the 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 greatest place in the world. At the same time, you'd go to New York and go to CBS or Continental or something, mm-hmm. or you go to Philly mm-hmm. and go to J.C. Dobbs or the Church. Yeah, yeah. So I was split between both worlds. Just when I was in college producing music, more of the band. That's when I started drifting to Philly more. Yeah. I moved to Trenton for two years and it was only 30 minutes away and then I eventually in, in like 2000, 2001, 2000 moved to, moved to Philly full time, lived uh-huh. there, lived there or in, then into Cherry Hill when we had kids. Uh-huh. Since. Yeah. See, I was a Mets fan outside of Philly and, all and the time, it's too much. The strange, thing really. that, <laughs> the strange thing, I was a Mets fan growing up okay. until, and then I really stopped caring about sports for like four years. Sure, yeah. And then when you move to Philly, it's, it's you know, it's just repping your hometown. So sure, yeah, like yeah. the Eagles and, and, and uh-huh. And the Sixers and all these things—they're just a. Um, it's just like, of just part of the city. No, it's city just fun repping your town. Sure, you know, yeah, yeah. like if, was it the city of brotherly love? Is that what yeah. it was? Yeah. 
<laughs> I don't know. Every city has their own. Doesn't get too much out of freehold, you know. So. But but you know <laughs> New York, if you think about it, is also like the birthplace of all popular culture. Like even so, when yeah. it was wrecked in the '70s, like the New York Dolls and Grandmaster Flash and uh, Basquiat, like all these things were born out of like this kind of place that was in despair, yeah. you know? And it's, I always think about that place as amazing, you know? Sure, yeah. Back then, now it's like Disney World or something. Right, right. <laughs> <laughs> oh God, you've never been to Disney World, have you? I've been there, yeah. But I'm, I'm saying- You did it, some time in Orlando. It's, a, so. it's, it's polished, you know? It's mm, not like mm. a, like when I was a kid, my dad took us to see Cats. It was yeah. like, oh, you know, yeah. a big Mr. Mistopheles. And he, he had a he actually had a knife in his boot because he like you That's thought right. you just assumed you were gonna get yeah. mugged or something. <laughs> yeah. I just think of Batman like walking, you know, walking, walking down the alley the with his parents and getting robbed and No, and there was what was um Escape from New York, like that um, you know, eighties movie okay. where they it became a prison because it was so rough they just fenced it off. Right. But like <laughs> when I was a kid you thought that was possible. Like right. even into the nineties when we go in and see shows, it wasn't it was still rough and yeah. The Lower East Side, you could still live for free. People squatted, and it's a totally different place. <laughs> All right, well, well, but you shouldn't uh, hate it. It's it's still delivered like I'll put it as punk not, rock, hip hop. Like the world will be changing. Not my top spot. You have to edit all of that out. You're <laughs> gonna get some hate mail. People are gonna no, egg your car. Nah, it's all good. It's all good. Everybody from here commutes up there. <laughs> Probably half your consumer base. <laughs> True. I don't. I don't dislike people. I just think it's. You don't want to get on the bad much. side of New Yorkers. You, you just don't like commuting much. into the city. Yeah, though. like yeah. that's not my thing. Mm-hmm. That's not yeah. my thing. But suburbanite, I guess. But anyway, so, <laughs> um, you know, so let's kind of circle back to, um, you know, specialty, and you want to talk a little bit um, about like what a day in like your life looks like at Diodora. So I mean, I know. You know, we're not necessarily big into the titles, but you're, you know, and I tried to like, like get a title from you, like yeah. multiple well, times, I mean, I'm, and I had to go to like your email signature, so I was like, yeah, maybe feels uncomfortable, <laughs> you know. So. No, I, I mean, my my, my title's like director of sales, so sure. I, I manage yeah. uh, the, the the sales side of the business, but we're so small, exactly. you know, and you all like anything, it's very entrepreneurial. You have to wear a lot of a lot, a lot of, of hats. hats, yeah, yeah. Um, and and it's great because you're in, you're in, involved with everything, like you with um. Yeah. Under Enrico's direction, you you look at uh, the marketing side, you look at lifestyle, you look mm-hmm. at tennis, soccer, all these things, and you try to figure out how you you treat them right, mm-hmm. you know, and how you how you do it right. Because the one thing that that I think is a little bit different about about Diodora is that, and and I, we're in a world of, of sales and stuff, and we just want to make it special, mm-hmm. you know, because there's so much stuff. Like you go on. You refresh your phone. There's 15 new sneakers out, and there's yeah. 16 new colors of, of every model, and it's just it's overwhelming. It's wasteful. Mm-hmm. It's 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 just it's just so Stuff. much. Sure. So yeah, we yeah. want to make sure the things that we do are special. You yeah. know, we we want every shoe we put out to be like a song you release or, or a painting you mm-hmm. you know paint. Um, yeah, like treat it like that. Mm-hmm. You yeah. know, and 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 I I maybe I'm being romantic about about when I was younger, but it used to be like that. Now it's just very commercial, so yeah. um, we're just trying to look at it from from a different lens. Yeah, yeah, and I mean, let's talk a little bit, I guess, about um, you know, like you were saying, like a little bit of a smaller operation here domestically, mm-hmm. um, but that allows you to kind of have that um, you know really strong interaction with your retailers, you know. So, kind of, how is 
in, in multiple ways there are. Um, like, how is Diodora differentiating itself, you know, in terms of that specialty support? Yeah, I mean, um, I think the, the bigger thing is, yeah, you get to interact with your retailers, which right. is one thing. But I, I get, I think the bigger thing for us is you get to start fresh mm-hmm. with a blank slate. So I have 20 or so years of experience now and looking at the way the last 20 years worked out, I could write, in, write a new plan with, with my team and, 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 you know, Enrico's support, mm-hmm. right? So when, when you have this plan, you can look at things like the way um, direct-to-consumer has uh, affected the industry, the way distribution, price structure, mm-hmm. um, and even product, and, and start fresh, say, we want to be this, we want to be this. If you have a brand that's already established, even if you're hurt, you still have these, you know, KPIs, which is like a... Kind of like your report card, which you have to anniversary or check off, you mm-hmm. know. So you, it's not as easy to just just start fresh, you know. Yeah. I think that's our biggest advantage. Yeah. You know, and I think I think um, uh, uh, you know I think the things that we put in place are are, are pretty aggressive, but but working uh, well for us so far. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think even you know I was thinking about your experience and kind of how you know what you've picked up along the way and. Um, and not to bring it back to like the store itself here, but like I know for me, like when we were opening up, like I worked a couple like rep jobs, so mm-hmm. I was able to travel to different shops and kind of pick out like what I liked about certain shops and implement that into our right. store. What I didn't like about you know other shops and obviously not implement that. Where I think like with you and and your influence at Diodora um, and your experiences in the past kind of allows you to like say hey what's going on in the industry, like where can we change, what can we add here and there to kind of have a better uh, relationship with, you know, your retailers, which I think is huge. Yeah, and and look, I, I mean, all of the specialty side, and this goes a little behind the curtain a little bit, but we, we, we look at this as the building block of, mm-hmm. of the future of our business, like running specialty. Mm-hmm. And this is just something that I would run with Brian Mahon, who owns some of uh, Philly Runner yeah. uh, every day, and we'd be like, the industry is broken. This mm. is what, for, from our standpoint, sure. these yeah. are some holes in the industry we need to fix. How do we do it? And for four years, we would run and be like, yeah. this is still going on. How do we fix it? So, you know, he runs running with me. So mm-hmm. he run, he specializes in specialty running for Diodora now. He stepped back from, from business, but he's looking at it from a retail perspective. He's not looking at it from a brand's perspective. Right. For us, is really important. And it's another thing where where we got to like rewrite this model, which wouldn't happen. Sure. You know, which wouldn't happen with a with another brand. Yeah. Yeah. Have you yeah. seen it? Sorry. Have okay. you cha- seen it change? Like as you. I have. I mean, even even. Um, I think, and this is being a little grandiose. Mm-hmm. Is that the right word? <laughs> um, but I, I even think the model we're putting forward, like the way we set up our our brand, is going to be like something that is adopted by other brands within the next couple of years mm-hmm. because I, I think it's very fair and I think the way we partner mm-hmm. is um, the way brands should be partnering yeah. and, and we just keep saying the same thing and we're growing pretty fast based on great product but also mm-hmm. like the partnership we could provide yeah. and we'll get to some sort of mass point where people have to adopt a similar structure mm-hmm. or else they'll be be behind you know yeah. um, we I, trendsetters. I, I mean it's, it's not I mean look when and, and this is like uh, retail math, but mm-hmm. like 
there was no dating before Nike wanted to guarantee where, uh, factory space. And mm-hmm. then they said, okay, if you pre-order, because nobody pre-ordered, if you pre-order, we'll give you 10% or 7%, right. whatever future, future it was. orders and stuff. And, yep. they, yeah. and then all of a sudden, two years later, everybody's pre-ordering. You right. know, these things change all the time. Yeah. Um, it's, just, it's just you have to be, be starting and, and yeah. open to change, you know? Yeah. I, mean, I think, like you said, it goes back to kind of starting with that blank slate. 100%. Too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and, and with that, obviously, like, the relationships with your retailers, but at the end of the day, too, like, the product has to right. has to speak, right? Right. So I think, you know, if we can kind of touch upon um, a little bit of that, too, because, you know, like you're saying, small here domestically, so you do have your hands and your fingerprints over some different things. Right. Pl- yeah, plus, I mean, the the team who works on product in Italy mm-hmm. is all runners. Like, sure. Jolindo Bordin is the head of the team, and he won um, uh, the Olympic uh, Marathon in Seoul. Mm-hmm. He won Boston two years later. Everybody in his department has a European record, a European medal, right, right. an Olympic <laughs> appearance, and the one woman who does not won Women's Tour de France and has, like, three Women's World Cups <laughs> and cycling. Uh, you know, there's two eleven marathoners. There's, there's. Maybe we should go to Italy and start running. No, it's, it's um. So, so like when you think about it, it's in your blood. Yeah. You know, the so the product that we are putting out is like, it, it. I mean, we look at it. We're inspired by it. We look at the outsole. We're inspired by the. I mean, it's mm-hmm. it sounds corny, but if you don't look at it that way, you, you fake it. Sure. You know, you can't have a. You can't have a. Um, somebody who doesn't love it as much as as the team does put out uh, this sort of product. Right. No, I think it's something that you have to obviously mm-hmm. be super passionate 100 percent and prideful I mean you and I have even had conversations where um, you know if you don't think something's a, a good fit you know you'll not a, not a fit physically on right. the foot but like a good fit for what we have going on here like you'll say hey, hold off on this or yeah, things yeah. like that where you know other spots and other people might say oh yeah yeah take it all in and yeah. you right. know kind of you know sell us down the river if it doesn't work out right, you know right. what I mean so um, but yeah, I mean, we couldn't be more uh, supporters. I mean, we're running in Theodore right awesome. now, yeah. you know. So, uh, and that's mm-hmm. not us just blowing smoke. Too, no, you know. So, we got to get ready for the next topic that we're about to talk about, which you guys do have some some local roots here mm-hmm. in Jersey with the sponsorship of, right. of the New Jersey Marathon. So, um, yeah, let's kind of talk a little bit about that too, because I mean, even from um, like the fitting stool, for example, right. like we. You know, we bring out Diodora just as much as every other brand alongside every other brand. And, you know, people might not be familiar with the name just right. yet, or they might be familiar with the name for other reasons, like tennis soccer or soccer. Tennis. Yeah, yeah. So sure. the way that we talk about it is, hey, these guys are big players in soccer, been making mm-hmm. some really awesome running shoes over the last couple of years. Mm-hmm. Let's throw these guys on, see what's up. Yeah. And usually no one even bats an eye, you know, because right. it feels good. Um, but another thing we talk about, too, because we're so local to the race, is yeah, you guys are a sponsor of uh, of the New Jersey Marathon, right. so, and, it, and a lot of people then it's like, oh yeah, like I've I've seen this logo or I've seen that. Yeah. So, um, you know, let's talk a little bit about your your guys' involvement. You know, in yeah, that capacity. I mean, since 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 we're we're small, and and um, this guy Ryan runs our marketing, we look for um, races that we could be organic to be be part of, and kind of tell. Uh, the right story and you know growing up on the shore um uh, working in i worked at veggie works in belmar for four summers right, five right. summers <laughs> i mean it was 
uh, we would I would run from Belmar to Asbury back. I went to a million shows in Asbury when I was growing up. I mean, it's like my my second home. Yeah. You know? My parents are from from up here. So um, when when um, the potential to to sponsor a New Jersey marathon came on board is something that we know how to tell the story. Mm-hmm. You know, if it was you know another city that I did not fully understand or Ryan did not fully understand, it'd be hard for us to tell the story. Yeah. But I could speak very fluently about Asbury Park, about running on the shore, about mm-hmm. all of these things, yeah. you know. Um, so uh, we, we were we were real excited to get that chance. Yeah, yeah. No, I mean we're you know like I said, I know you guys have been what this is the second year. This is the second the year. The second yeah. year. Okay. Yeah, I mean we've seen a big turn just in terms of like people picking up and putting two and two together that you guys are on board with the, sure. with the race. And, yeah. Uh, you know that you guys will be down there. So. Um, yeah, I don't know if we're so excited to be putting ourselves through, you know, the full and the half mm. at the end of the month, but... Yeah. <laughs> pain is pain. <laughs> we'll see. So, so who's um, doing the full? He's doing the full. Full and the half? Yeah. Cool. Yeah. yeah. Awesome. Yeah. We'll see. See what happens. I'll probably but. drop out. <laughs> <laughs> That's not the attitude. <laughs> this is a running podcast. Shit <laughs> happens. But... Um, but yeah, so I guess, so, you know, kind of want to wrap up a little bit here. Um, you know, but one thing that we do like to ask our, our all of our guests, and uh, you're actually pretty uh, uh, ironic or unique person to ask because you potentially oh, you could have the, the, the power to do so, but mm-hmm. in, in real life, but if you had to name a running shoe, hmm. you know, after yourself, no, I, I mean, I, I'm, I'm. What would it, it be and why? No, I, 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 <laughs> tell the story of you. Like mine, like mine was the Big Dipper because mm-hmm. I like my condiments. Okay. Yeah, Rich was uh, Ronin. Okay. He's kind of like a nomad. Okay. You know, mine which was... actually Scotty Tantino mm-hmm. from North Wales. Yeah. Reminded me today that Mizuno did make a shoe called the Ronin. Oh. So, which is interesting. Oh. Uh, and Grace was. Mine was the Dingle Hopper. He's a big Little Mermaid fan. Hmm, I don't. Little, little I, I I don't know. It's it it. This sounds. Uh, no, it doesn't sound corny. But I'd probably name it after my kids. Sure. You know, yeah, yeah. And, and probably have. Uh, uh, they they joke like whenever I give one of them something like oh you like him better but it's, <laughs> they know they're just being goofy or whatever. Right, so right. I probably name put one on one shoe and the other on the yeah. other and co-branded. Right. 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 Here you are. I, I don't know. Like now. Like running, coming full circle. I'm in my 40s, and now running with my kids on Sundays or or during the is like my favorite thing in the world. Yeah, you know, yeah. the same way I felt like when I got to the top of that one mountain, Alamosas. Like I run on Sundays. I'm like I'm running six miles with my kids. Yeah. You know, and they're we're just talking about I don't know Teen Titans or something. Yeah. You know? it's, just like, it's like the funnest thing. Ever, sure. You know? yeah, yeah. So uh, I, I mean that would have to be it. I don't know what else. Yeah. I don't need a. What are their names? Conan. Uh, my younger son's Conan. And my older son is Milo. You could do that whole, like, instead of uh, Wave Rider, Wave Inspired Beat, the Conan Milo. <laughs> I, don't know, I, don't, I don't know. I mean, if I, I, I don't know. If I had to uh, pick, it would, it would probably be that. Yeah, yeah. Cool, man. <laughs> awesome. All right. So, um, you on social? You're on social. Um, you want to throw Diodorus out there? You have to be on social. You're very social. Yeah, you're very social. <laughs> um, <laughs> no, I mean, you could check out Diodora Official yeah, yeah. Um, for sure. On Instagram. Yeah, Twitter, and all this stuff. Yep. Okay, all right, cool. So Diodora Official, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. Yep. So, all right. So, uh, 
gonna wrap up here cool. for, for the night. So I wanna thank our guest, Brian Pointer of Deodora. Um, you know, this is truly uh, Brian Pointer of New Jersey. Of New Jersey, yeah. of New Jersey. We don't oh. wanna, yeah, we don't wanna specify. Central gotta, oh, don't say that. Uh, <laughs> Why, why do you guys hate so many things? So, no, 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 I don't hate anything. Central Jersey, <laughs> There's go, just ooh. no central, it's just, I live where I live. There's we, no could north, there's no south. we could debate that for a very long Yeah, for sure. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that, that's what makes our state <laughs> beautiful is that <laughs> South Jersey is different than North Jersey. Sure, and, yeah. And then they're central. And they're central. Right, yeah. It's this mythical thing. Central, I just I just associate central with like, you're always in the middle. You're never, you're never. Yeah, which is fine. Know. Yeah, we got Trent and we got Asbury Park. So yeah. what else do we need? That's it. No, I'm not saying we need anything. I think we're perfect, but <laughs> just don't call us central. All right, so <laughs> thanks, guys. Definitely, it was totally thank, fun. Thank you. Yeah, All right, guys. So we want to hear from you. So send us those questions. Um, as Grace said last week, slide into our DMs, which we're too old to be using that phrase. I think at this point. Um, but if you have any questions, definitely hit us up on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter uh, using the handle at RunnersHighNJ. And don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe to the show um, using the podcast app uh, on your iTunes or your iPhone, uh, SoundCloud, and we are now on Spotify. So thanks again, guys. Thanks for listening, and we hope you tune in next week. Ciao.